0: Tonight's second place finisher, plenty of fans here, Brett, and a solid second place finish.
1: Yeah, I gotta shout out the uh, Turn 2 Terrorboards over there. Uh, they're all a bunch of good guys to hang out with talk to. I, I really like them.
0: going on everybody turn to terribles back again with another episode it is december 26th i hope everybody had a fantastic christmas i am jimmy i'm here with jay-z and chris uh we want to thank everybody for coming in and checking us out um you guys have a a good christmas
2: yeah for sure
1: you got jordan claus with the sweatshirt (laughs) stuff so we're good there
2: Givler awesome. calls. I like it. Yeah, man, it was great. <laughs> good time with the kids. Uh, you know, I got twin toddlers, three years old. It was, was primetime gift giving, you know, uh, season for them. And they had a great time with it. It was it was a great experience.
0: Good, good, good. Uh, yeah, I had a pretty good Christmas. I think I hope everybody else out there that's joining us had a, had a great Christmas. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, if you can, make sure you like and subscribe. If you haven't already, if you're just watching us for the first time, uh, we're just a bunch of guys that uh, really like sprint car racing here in Central PA, and uh, we're getting to interview a lot of amazing drivers and crew members, getting to know them a lot more, getting to know their story more than just their on-track results. And uh, um, it's been it's been a blast doing this. So we appreciate everybody joining us and checking us out.
2: It, it has been great, and uh, again, uh, spread the message. We're going to hopefully continue doing this till racing season starts with a variety of guests. We have some good things in the works right now that, uh, you know, reach a little bit beyond Central PA, uh, just a little bit beyond Central PA, but uh, we're working on some things in the background. And uh, But tonight, we're going to stay uh, solidly in Central PA, and uh, tonight we're going to welcome in uh, Cody Hartlove, first, driver, 358 driver, and... Um, Excited to have him on and see what he's all—what he's got to say. Let's bring him in, Cody. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for joining us.
2: Hey guys. Yep. All right. everybody, have a well, good up. Christmas. Yeah, man. How about you?
0: Dakota Coon says, "Beautiful sweetheart."
2: By the way. Oh my! Uh, it's going <laughs> to be a fun one, Cody. How was your Christmas, buddy? <laughs>
3: uh good uh busy like normal but uh everything went good and uh i uh, got everything that you know we kind of wanted and you know get on with uh with the baby coming here soon and you know that's that's kind of main priority and all that fun stuff so you know just uh keep on keeping on i guess
2: yes sir so i want to get into all of that uh let's get started here um you have had a busy year uh almost basically a complete full year now you had a really good season under your belt last year got in all your races plus some um a little bit of background you know if 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 some folks they they i'd have to know you by now i think around central pa um you know the results kind of speak for that and uh you know heart is definitely a central pa name uh i think it's a definitely a you know uh May not be a, is it? I guess it's a huge, pretty big racing name, I think. So, what, tell me about your background. Any other family in racing? Where'd you, how, where'd you get your start and how did you get here? Yeah,
3: so, uh, like, uh, my mom's uh, a Duncan and my dad's a Heart Lob. Uh, they've both kind of been around racing forever, as far as I know. Uh, my grandpa raced on my mom's side, my mom's brother raced, uh, his son raced. And then, uh, like on my dad's side, my dad's uh, uncles raced and uh, there was some racing. You know, my dad's brother raced a little bit and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, I, I kind of grew up around it. Um, I kind of started when I was like four or five years old uh, in uh, uh, RC cars. And then we went from that to go karts when I, was, I think was eight. And then uh, we just kind of progressed from there.
2: So... 358 this past year, What? how many seasons in a 358? Not full, complete seasons, but how many years have you been in a 358? Uh,
3: my first, quote-unquote, full season year was, uh, what was not even full, was uh, 2016. Uh, we ran a handful of shows then. 2017, we kind of did the same thing. Uh, 2018 was my first, going to be my first full year. Then we ended up missing, I think, a race or two there. Uh twenty nineteen I didn't race at all. Uh twenty twenty was another handful of races, and then last year and this year were really my first full seasons.
2: Okay, so uh I mean my first question is uh which wing design do you like best? (laughs) Uh I don't know. Uh I I like I like the five by five because you know it
3: makes it a lot easier like we did this year when we rented a four ten and bolted that in and you don't have to like change anything. Uh but uh i seem to race better with the three by five but the five by five like the cars act a lot different uh that was one thing like i noticed definitely when we came back with the five by five was like we run a lot more brake now than i used to and uh like the cars just you know obviously react, react a lot different with that much more downforce
2: so i i mean i've heard a lot of that and you know i think as an outsider spectator fan the five by five makes so much sense for that division, uh, even if the engine rules aren't quite, you know, three sixty. Right? We it's the rest of the country. We're still a little weird here in central PA for sure. Uh, but even if they got the five by five, I think does it does it help you though transition even driving style to a four ten better than it would have otherwise?
3: Uh, I don't know. It's tough to say because you know I only ran uh, one one time this year in the four ten, and then uh, a couple times last year, but like like the motor like i know you talk to some guys and they'll say like you know it's not that big of a difference from a 358 to a 410 but like for me it was uh like when we when we rented it for this for that stevie smith race this year um like it was like it took me all the practice to get kind of you know hands on with it and and then uh like we weren't too bad in the heat race and then kind of got in the wreck there with tyler esch but uh we ran the c main transferred from that to the b and came up a little bit through the b but like, the biggest thing I noticed was, like, I even, like, I had to go talk to Alan Crimes about it. I was like, man, like these things just set on the left ear off the corner, and they just, like, they just want to drive left, drive straight to the wall. Like, man, what do, what do I got to do? He's like, how are you using the throttle? I was like, well, I'm kind of driving it like, 350. He's like, no. He's like, put an egg under that thing, you know. Pretend that there's an egg there. You got to be easy. And, you know, it, it helps. Definitely helped.
2: Yeah. It was funny hearing that and talking with Brett Strickler a couple weeks ago, and it was kind of the same thing. He's throttle happy, but he didn't even know he was because you just don't know. You know, 358, he's like, you got to kind of anticipate and you get the throttle to it. And it kind of, it gets, it gets going, not saying they're slow by any means, but the 410 is just a different animal with a combination of that dramatically more horsepower and a lot less weight. So you put those two things together, you got a rocket ship under your foot for sure. So um, let's talk about 2022 or yeah, 2022 ran, how many total races do you, do you know account? I think it was 23 or 24, something like that. Okay. And how many wins did you have? Zero this year. <laughs> okay. So I want to talk about that. And I, I did that on purpose, not to be like, Hey, zero wins, yeah. but the consistency you had this season was nothing short of incredible to me in a, in a division that is difficult to do. The amount of hard chargers, if they if they announce that a hard chargers, or you know, uh, again, I feel like all the people I'm kind of close with a little bit had shitty draws all year between you, Brett, and Kyle. I, I don't know what the deal is, but um, it sounds
1: like a Jay Z problem, if I may. Uh, maybe it's I got I picked <laughs> the
2: wrong people to be close with here. I don't know. But
1: maybe they picked the wrong guy. You, <laughs> be close with.
2: you know, there were so many nights at Lincoln that the speed of that your car. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put two things out there. I'm going to let you kind of discuss. First is the nights where you had the bad draw and you got to work your ass off. Then the nights where you have the good draw and for whatever reason, your heat didn't go the way you planned and you missed the redraw. That happened a couple times as well. What, first of all, the nights, let's start with the nights where you just don't draw. What is your mindset like when you go back to the, the, the trailer after someone or yourself draws that pill? Where's your mindset at? What, do you, what is your goal throughout the night? you know, it's, it's
3: kind of the same. It is every week. I mean, you go out there and you try to do the best you can as soon as you hit the racetrack, every time you hit the racetrack and, you know, some nights it's tough. Some nights, you know, you get lucky with the pill drone, some nights you don't. And uh, I mean, you can't, that was kind of one thing uh, Jim Siegel taught me, like, especially, you know, with, with the four tens qualifying all the time. It's like, you're not always going to qualify good. And he's like, it is what it is. And you gotta, you know, make, make do with what you got. And, I mean, yeah, you can complain about it, but at the at the end of the night, you know,
2: your job's to to do your best and get the job done, and that's kind of what you have to do. So when when you have those nights, and you know, you're racing for a points title, uh, obviously you want to win every race, but it's in that division. It's hard to race from 14th to the to the win in a 358, right? So you're going to do the best you can in your heat. Do do you ever go into the feature, kind of preserve equipment, pass when you can? Where's your patience, aggressive line fall there? that's something that i struggled with uh a lot
3: especially at the beginning of the season was like i'll go out there and you know you ride around the first couple laps and you're like you know let's get through this don't let's not tear some stuff up let's get you know single or like lined up here and then we can start passing cars well with the deal there at lincoln like you got 20 laps and that's all you got well you know you sit down for five laps you only got 15 laps to get where you need to go and by the time you know cautions come out or something happens you know you're cut down to 10 six laps before you know it and uh like that was one thing i really tried to get done at the end of the year was you know go from the beginning like you have to go especially like if you're with if you're in a night where you have a bad heat race or a bad draw and you start farther back and you know you got owings up front you got like all these guys every like there's probably i'd say at least five six seven guys that can win every week every week maybe more and, uh, like when they're starting up front and everybody races hard and, uh, you know, when they're starting up front and you start back, like you've got to go cause you've got to get there.
2: So one more, and I'll throw it to Jimmy and Chris here. The, some of the nights this past season where you did have a good draw and you started up front, I, I, I can only maybe count maybe two or three of these where you, you got passed by a car too, right? So most of the season I've seen you race through the field, pass cars, uh, under all conditions, all track types, all conditions, running where they're not, running in the non-optimal line and passing cars. What did you learn from some of those nights where you, did you, did you just miss it on the setup? Uh, t- tell me a little bit about some of those nights. Uh, yeah. Uh,
3: we kind of did something the last two years. That's not necessarily common with the sprint car stuff. Uh, at least with the wing stuff is uh, like we ran coilovers in the front for the last two years and, like when the track's heavier, if you're in the first seat race or something like that, like they don't work that well. Like you struggle with the car, you struggle with handling and stuff like that. And like, I'm, I'll am i be the first to tell you, like, it wasn't just that, like, yes, I've made mistakes and stuff, but, uh, it definitely doesn't help. And, uh, that was one thing that we kind of really tuned on throughout the year was how to make the coils better throughout, you know, when the track's heavy, when the tracks, you know, not optimal because, you know, in the future time when the tracks like, like i I think there's nothing better, but, uh, like you got to get there and to get there, you have to get through heat races and it's just
2: uh, everything kind of, you know, runs in line with each other. So, um, yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I didn't want you to have to say zero wins out loud to, to poke any fun at you at all. Cause you had a, in my opinion, you had a hell of a season. I know that's not the results you wanted to be. You want to be in victory lane with the checker flag, but the consistency and, and it, it really does show again and again, the competitiveness of that division. Right. So, to me you're one of the top 3 4 guys in that division regardless of experience and week in and week out and and you had zero wins right but you had a phenomenal season as far as consistency and your equipment for the most part right so do you look back at 2022 and consider that a win based on some of the years you've had in the past with uh, equipment issues some some tough luck some uh, other things
3: yeah uh for sure i mean like when, when I started in 2016, like I really had, you know, one car, one motor, one everything. And, you know, that's what I had. And then it was kind of the same way all up until about probably the the end of 2021 till like this year. Like like we picked up a really good sponsor with Pat Brewer and uh, like, like he keeps telling me, he's like, I have this five-year deal. He's like, you know, within five years, I want to have, you know, this, this and this. Well, the end of last year, we bought a trailer. So now we have a nice trailer and now it's like now we have spare parts and now this year we're going to have two complete race ready cars and it's like each year we're stepping up more and more and more and that's what you have to do i mean like yes we're technically a support class and all that but you know when it all boils down to it it's not that much different than the four tens besides the motors because you need the best of the best equipment you need spares you need you need all that and uh like i would say for sure this year was definitely you know a good win uh I think with rich doing the uh with the pr work and all that stuff and i think by the end of the year we had 130 plus cars passed in the feature. so you know that just means i suck at heat races but (laughs) other than that you know not too bad
0: so you're talking about all these improvements and continuing to build every year what what do you have going in for 2023 building upon that what what's new for the team
3: uh gonna have two motors for sure um you know we've got a good engine builder with steve rucker uh you know you can't argue that uh, uh we're moving shops uh for the last two years i shared a shop with uh alan crimes uh he ended up buying a house and all that stuff and uh, he has a shop there now and uh luckily my parents uh, went ahead and uh, we're building a really nice shop at my parents house and we're gonna we're in the middle of moving there and uh Then on top of that, we have a, I have a kid coming in January. So, uh, it's going to get real busy real quick here.
0: (laughs) We were just able to flash up a couple pictures there. We'll preview. uh,
2: So pictures, new shop. Um, there's going to be some more changes. I know with the team, uh, you're going to talk about coming up here soon. Uh, but let's talk about that, man. When, when, uh, when's baby due?
3: January 26th. So exactly one month from now, but, uh, I'm telling you right now, it'll probably be within the next—I'd say two to three weeks.
2: So, first of all, congratulations! If we don't uh, see you before that or, or talk to you, and did you do you know what you're having? Did you do a reveal? Yeah, we're we're having a girl. Uh, her name's going to be Addison. So uh, okay, yeah, be, you uh, got <laughs> know the gender and you have a name picked out. You're ahead of like 99 <laughs> percent of other fathers uh, at this point, probably. Oh, uh, well, we have the we, nurseries
3: we... done. The the bassinet's in the room. The bags packed for the hospital. We're ready to go.
1: Can awesome. confirm you are weeks ahead of me. My my <laughs> daughter was she was due January 26th. Uh, we figured it all out when she came on January 18th. So <laughs> you're killing it, bud. <laughs>
2: so you have three options: uh, option A, excited; option B, terrified; and C, both of the above. See, <laughs> definitely see for sure. Right? That that's <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. uh, been there for sure, Chris. What do you got?
1: No, I mean, uh, the piggyback of it. Definitely see. Definitely terrified. Um, I guess the question Cody that comes to my head is what made you want to race sprint cars? Like who did you look up to growing up? Uh, what drivers out there or, or whoever, um, that made you want to raise a sprint car?
3: So, uh, like obviously my grandpa raced and stuff and he went from late models to sprint cars, but, uh, my, like the number one driver that I can remember like from when I was really young was uh, Kevin Gerbrick. Awesome. Uh, I looked up to him, you know, big time. Yeah. I was only, you know, three, four years old when he passed away, but, uh, uh, like my family on my dad's side actually, uh, uh, helped sponsor him when he was in the 92 car. And, uh, you know, I always looked up to him and then, uh, you know, Jim Siegel, you know, Steve Siegel, all those guys, you know, and they're part of the reason why I'm where I'm at today. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of who I looked up to. And I don't know, I've just, uh, always, you know, liked racing and always wanted to race and, uh, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those sicknesses, I guess you get, and you kind of can't get rid of it.
1: <laughs> right. And I guess the, the piggyback of that, you said Kevin Gobrek. I really liked looking back on his career. Um, one of his favorite cars you driven. What What do you have as far as one of his favorite schemes or which car that you remember uh, most with Kevin Gobrek?
3: Probably definitely, it's between the Amco car the uh, Zemco car. Those yeah. two were those two were awesome. You know. Uh, um. I like the 92 car just because, you know, my family kind of helped sponsor them there. And uh, like, we have a little tie in with that. So.
1: Yeah. I, the Amico car is my favorite. I had that diecast. It's one of my favorite ones. So.
2: Yeah, that's a classic for sure. Um, <clears throat> so for 2023, what does your schedule look like? I know Lincoln's schedule came out. Um, you know, I know that that was kind of like, when we talked to the guys the last couple of weeks was they were kind of waiting for schedules to come out and formulate, but uh, gonna run for Lincoln title again this year? Is that the plan?
3: Yeah, we're gonna do, uh, we're gonna do all Lincoln, probably all, definitely all Williams Grove. Uh, I'm told Path Valley is going have true. a couple, so we'll see about that. Um, just told Port possibly has some, so you know, we're definitely gonna focus Lincoln, Williams Grove, but uh, the, the goal is to run all the 358 races there are, uh, depending on, you know, no matter where they're at. So, uh, we'll just kind of see how the schedule falls and kind of go from there. Um, if we would have some off weeks, we're, uh, we're trying to put a, we did get a new car. We're gonna put that together as a new car. Um, we were kind of looking at, you know, a little bit for a 410. We thought about trying to run four or five or six shows with that, you know, on off weeks. But uh, right now it's really hard to find anything. So uh, we might just have a new car there with the second 358 in it, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes.
2: So, you talked about a 410 there briefly, and I, I gave Christian Jimmy a little trivia earlier on the background because I knew the answer to this. So, because uh, I get to talk to you here and there, uh, you said you ran a 410 this past season. You talked about that experience a little bit. Tell us what race that was at, why that race, and how you put it all together for that day.
3: Uh, so, it was the Steve Smith tribute at Lincoln. Uh, I really wanted to race that race because uh like where i work i work for moose blocks and uh, we're tied in heavenly with uh, stevie and uh, nikki and all those guys and uh you know not just that uh, like i said steve and jim seagull earlier Um uh, nikki's obviously steve's daughter and jim's sister and uh, uh, they've helped me tremendously you know when i started helping them in 2019 till now uh basically i don't want to say everything but basically everything goes through steve before i do it and uh, he's him and Jim are definitely one of my biggest mentors. Um, and because of that, you know, I wanted to support, support, you know, Lincoln, support Stevie, support everybody for that race. I know it probably wasn't one of the best races, you know, to run a 410 for and go out there and try to make it. But, uh, you know, we did, we went there, we went to support them and, uh, that's what we, that's what we went and did. And we had fun doing it. So.
2: And how, where did you get an engine to run that day? So, obviously, uh, uh,
3: like through Moose Block also, I have some connections. And uh, we were able to rent one through Bobby Allen. It was one of Jacob's motors. And, uh, uh, you know, thanks to Landon Simon. Uh, yeah, Landon Simon. Landon for coming over and uh, uh, helping, you know, get it ready and, uh, you know, going through the valves and all that stuff with me. Um, uh, yeah, thanks to Newman and thanks to Bobby for uh, making that happen.
2: And it's crazy that day. I remember kind of leading into it. You talked about it. You are going to try to, you're going to get out for that race and being at that race and watching it. And you're right. It was like, if you were going to choose one, maybe that's not the one because you want to run all the laps you want to get the if you're going to do it. Right. But there was a bigger reason and purpose for that race. So totally understandable, but dude, I was so hyped watching you race that day and like you were competitive, uh, that beat that C main, I think, did you run second or win it?
3: I ran second. So it was kind of funny the way all that worked out was, uh, so that was when Steve Owings was in the, the 21 car for right. uh, Parrish. And uh, so me and him lined up on the front row for the C main. We finished one, two for that. And then uh, that was the same like Chris Frank ran in a motor from, I think, Lafever, And uh, we ended up finishing the B main. It was back to back to back, all the 358 guys. So <laughs> I was like, wow, this is, so uh, it, yeah.
1: So my, my question is like, that experience, how was that? You know, obviously it, it was a deeper meaning for you to go just be in the show to take part in it. It's like, what was that experience like?
3: Oh, it was awesome. Uh, you know, you obviously look back at it and, you know, if you could change this or change that and do better, but uh, it was still awesome. You know, I don't know if they're going to do that race again, but uh, just to say that, you know, we supported it and was there for that, you know, that was cool. And uh, like, just, just once again you know you don't know how many times i mean what if you know you never get to run a 410 and uh you know just to get to say you know we did it and you know i had fun and uh definitely want to go back and do it again but uh just you know all that stuff because you don't know what happens you know you know don't know if you ever get one
2: never know if you get a chance again so uh, i just had to make the best of what we what we did you ran a lot of laps at lincoln speedway were you more nervous for the hot lap session or the time trial Time trial for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would assume that, but I, you know, the first time on there is a hot lap. Okay, I I could get it. You're with other cars, you could hide maybe a little bit, but that time trial <laughs> man, it, it's it's game on, right? Like it. It's
3: yeah, I was I was uh, not good at all in time trials, but uh, we made up for it a little bit in the heat race there before we got together with uh, Ash. But uh, no, I still the the number one thing I remember from that night was uh, when we went into the B Main and like I was going to pass Owings and he was in the 21 car. And I, I went to, I thought I went to run the bottom to pass him. And here, next thing I know, I'm sliding him. I'm like, I hope somebody got a picture of that. Cause I'm going to tell him I slid Brian Monteith. <laughs> That's
2: awesome. <laughs> um, I, One of the things this season that, that really stood out to me, and you've you talked a couple of things, a couple times, you, you know, talked to a lot of guys in the pits and, you know, walking through the pits and being in the pits a lot this year, I've noticed that, you know, a lot of the drivers do chat with each other and, you know, you may not be super close friends, but you know, you, there's guys you can lean on and, and talk to and you're close to, and, and you seem to be a guy who can kind of go up and down pit road and bend anybody's ear. And, you know, one, and even if it's a direct competitor, right? So uh, one of the things that stood out to me this season, this past season was an incident on pit road. Uh, just happened to be in there with Nat Tucky uh, with a truck, with, with a, one of the, Truck drivers, and I believe you ended up letting him borrow the wing. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, so uh, it was actually one of my uh, one of our good friends was uh, unfortunately the push truck driver, and uh, he suffered a medical emergency there. And you know, Nat was just kind of there and an innocent bystander, so uh, you know, we we I did it was right in front of my trailer, and like I knew Nat, he didn't, you know, I know him, you know, not that great, but uh, you know, if I ever need something, he'll help me out. And that's kind of how I, I try to be you know like we're part next to stricklers and you know all those guys and you know we're like we're there to, you know you're there to race but you know if if somebody else needs help like you go to help them and uh you know matt didn't have a top wing or nothing like that and so we pulled mine down and was able to get it all switched out so he could go out there and race and uh you know that's that's this kind of part of racing too you know we're there you know for the competitiveness competitiveness but uh
2: at the same point you know you got to help out where you can So, um, who helps you get up and up and I say up and down the road, like you travel a lot, but who helps you get to the racetrack every week with, uh, the team who's with you every week?
3: So, uh, you know, typically we have shop, shop nights, Mondays and Wednesdays, and then, uh, you know, I'll go down early Saturdays or Fridays or whatever it is, whatever night we're racing. But, uh, so my dad's there every night, every week. Um, my sponsor that we picked up last year, Pat Brewer, he's there every night, every week, uh, when he can be. And, you know me and him and uh we picked up jared uh he uh came on at the end kind of halfway through end of this year and uh you know he's been a help too and uh uh those guys like my dad works on saturdays and friday like uh till five on fridays so it's it's hard for him to ride with us to the track so he meets us there and then like me pat and jared go in the truck and uh we go up to whatever race we're going to. And, you know, we have, you know, three or four guys and, you know, I have some guys like Troy comes and helps me at Williams Grove or Dakota does when he's not busy. And, uh, um, you know, Austin Funk like uh, I have some guys that come along to the track or come to the track if I need help. And, uh, you know, we, we have a good group of guys. So.
2: Um, you talked about, um, Pat Brewer, um, Obviously, his name on the car. Do you have a – Jimmy, you got a picture of the car handy there to throw to put up? So as we look at the car for everybody watching, Pat Brewer, see the big name on the side of the car. Uh, by the way, one of the cleaner uh, paint schemes out there. Appreciate white uh, all the time. Thank you. Uh, as a photographer, white is awesome. Um, <laughs> Take so out Paukeen
1: us- and uh, Toy,
2: Walker. <laughs> <Yeah>, don't, um. <laughs> don't, don't change it. Um, Pat, Pat Brewer, tell us a little bit about that. I see it's Home Improvements LLC. And he's obviously been a great sponsor to you, but what you said he's also at the shop. So tell me a little bit about that relationship.
3: Yeah. So uh, basically, the way I got to meet him was he went to school with my dad. And uh, <laughs> my dad ended up just reaching out to him. I think it was 2021, 20, 20, like halfway through the year. He just threw him a Facebook message and was like, hey, you know, would you be interested in helping out on the car? And he said, name a price. And my dad threw him a price and he said, okay, come get the check today. <laughs> and uh, so that's that's basically how I met him. And uh, we went over to his house, and it kind of just grew from there. And then, uh, uh, you know, he stepped up, and you know, he helps me out a bunch. And you know, he bought the trailer. Um, you know, he helps on the car a bunch, and he helps. Like right now is his busy time of the year. He goes to New Jersey. That's where he does a lot of his work. So he'll come back for the weekends, but through the week he's gone. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, like throughout you know the year, when he comes back from New Jersey. He's there every shop night. He's there
2: every race night. And, uh, you know, big help. Um, Jimmy, Chris, anything else from you guys?
0: Yeah, I wanted to ask, you know, uh, you got Rookie of the Year honors at Williams Grove, fifth in points. Uh, was there something that you were able to learn, you know, from there, you know, throughout the year that you could take in the next season to help yourself improve?
3: Yeah, uh, we were really weren't even planning on running Williams Grove this year until we heard about, you know, uh, trailways closing. Like, our goal this year was going to be trailways in Lincoln. But uh, with uh, trailways closing, that kind of opened up our Friday nights. And then with, they had a couple of rainouts there at the beginning of the year, and we only had one motor. So, like, we were kind of debating on, you know, do we push it? Do we not push it? What do we do? And uh, so they had a couple of rainouts in a row, and then we ended up having, you know, I think it was eight, nine or eight or seven races or something like that. They got in and uh, we hit all of them. And what I learned is, you know, it may suck watching at Williams Grove, but it's really (laughs) fun to race there. (laughs) I love racing Williams Grove. And go
0: ahead.
1: I just want to point out that, uh, Cody's not my favorite because he said that uh, Williams Grove's his favorite track, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if I go point that. Hey, oh, hey, <laughs> now, buddy. That, that was actually gonna lead to my question <laughs> was you obviously ran this year a lot at Williams Grove, and the difference was like how much fun it is to drive versus what maybe a fan would see versus saying a race at Lincoln that a fan's watching driver wise, also. Yeah. Towards. It's it's,
3: it's I don't know how to describe it, you know, cause Lincoln, Lincoln's fast. Yes. Lincoln gets wide. Yes. Um, but the Grove is just different because you got dirty air you got to, you know, deal with and all that. And, uh, uh, like that was one thing I learned at the end of the year, I think it was the very last race was like, we were so far left and like you get so locked down on left rear there that it, 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 it gets interesting. And, you know, the closing rates are a lot faster. You know, if you screw up, you know, the guys are right there and, like, we ran second there, and, you know, if I played my cards right, we may have been able to win one of those races. But, uh, um, you know, it was just a fun experience just to be able to, you know, race at the, you know, historic winter Grove, so.
0: Awesome. I have one you, more question. Okay. Yeah, go, ahead. go ahead. I just uh, – I was just curious, uh, you know, we've seen a couple guys maybe go to, like, run URC at Port Royal or Sealands Grove. Is that anything that might be in the cards for next year or – Never we'll really see. About
3: it. I mean, from what it sounds like, the 358 deal was supposed to be, you know, I know it looked like Lincoln may have dropped a race or two, but uh, I think Williams Grove was supposed to pick up a race or two, so we'll see how that works out, but it, it all kind of depends on how the schedule works, because, you know, at the beginning of the year, you're kind of hammered every week, and then at the end of the year, it seems like we only race once a month, so, like, we'll kind of see and play our cards there and see, you know, where we're at equipment-wise and stuff by that point, but uh, I'm not sure yet, Um who knows i mean like i said we our main goal was to try to get a 410 and on those off weeks try to run that but uh who knows i mean we still got to get a motor and you know see if we can even find one so um we'll see uh we'll just you know right now our goal is all the 358 races and we'll fill it in with whatever we can so awesome
2: what are your thoughts on baps motor speedway uh do you like that place i do personally you know we only ran there once
3: this year and that was my first time there since 2018 i think it was uh i had a really good race there with jade and a couple guys and i think we ended up running third i think it was there and you know i think it i think it it definitely that would be a track that i wish had more races you know it was it was it was it was not you know the perfect feature we had a lot of wrecks and all that but uh uh like racing wise, you know, that was one of the few tracks come feature time. We were sliding each other and you could do it. And, uh, you know, I, I really wish, you know, they would pick up more races for us there.
2: I, I have always enjoyed the racing there. And I think that <clears throat> there was a, there was a period where it seemed like when the four tens were through 50 each where there were there a lot with them. And then that sort of just faded away recently. And I, I don't know why, because I think with the wing design, with the five by five, I think that that place race is probably better with that wing um, and, and I, the closing rates. And I think it's a mix between short track and a big track. And it's always raced well in a 410. I could imagine it doing well in a 358 as well. And guys that, that may start 8th, ninth, 10th, 11th really could have some opportunities to pass cars with that mix of big track, little track feel. Where linking can be hard sometimes because it's a little track and then Williams Grove is just so arrow dependent that it's hard to just make up the ground. Uh, so I think it, it would be the perfect mix. I really wish it had more opportunities for you guys to race on it. Um, have you raced Port Royal before? I have never raced Port. Uh, but to go back with the BAPS thing,
3: also I wanted to add was that was the first time that they ever left us, or I should say I was ever a part of, was the Hot Lap time trial deal. And, uh, you know, for me, like, I hate pulling pills, but, you know, that Hot lot time trial thing, that was cool. And, uh, you know, that was something that I wish, you know, they would pick up you know, almost everywhere. I think that's the kind of the fairest way to do it. You know, your time against your heat race and, you know, then, then, you know, what you got compared to, you know, like not saying it's easy by any means, but, you know, on a night there where, you know, I'll pull a 50 pill and Owen Stroll is the five pill, you know, yep. that that's a big difference. So, um, you know, that was cool, but no, I've never been to port. I do want to go to port, uh, but uh, never been there.
2: I'm wondering if maybe a URC show or something, if you could get tied with with it with that. I've seen some 358 guys do that. Uh and and compete fairly well. And I think your program is strong enough that you could probably compete and get some these Laps under your belt. Uh wonder I don't know how many times they are there this year, but that might be a you know a cool opportunity for you. Um I was gonna actually I wanted to ask you that earlier and I kind of got I got sidetracked on my thoughts. Do you if you had it your way, would you ever handicap with a pill draw? Ever again, or would you like to do the the time groups? I
3: think the time groups is the fairest way to do it. You know, there's never there's never really one perfect solution. It's not going to yeah. be. Everybody's going to have a different opinion, and you know you got to respect that. But uh, I just think that that deal is the most you know even way to do it. Personally, like they, I think the way they did it was top four in your heat was inverted, so then they would start fourth. And then uh, I forget how it was in his fastest heat winner and fastest guy out of the heat Were the guys that redrew for the future, I think it was. And I just think that that's, you know, the fairest way to do it.
2: Yeah. And I think with the division that you guys, a 358 division, we've talked about a ton being so competitive. And sometimes if you're the second division, you don't always have the raciest racetrack. So if you are a guy like yourself and the idea of handicapping, not only you know, first of all, pill draw, but then if you do make the invert, you won the week before, where are you starting?
3: Uh,
2: 12th, I think it is. 12th,
3: right? I think, I think it's 10th or 12th. I think they may have changed it to 10th this year, but, I, yeah, it's somewhere around
2: there. Something like that. That's hard to do, right? Even if you're yeah. a good car, 10th place is hard to do when you do maybe have an Owings or a Jaden or, you know, um, you know, a Strickler or uh, you know, a multitude of guys, a Fletcher, right? That's it, hard, hard to do. It's hard to go past all those guys, and that's supposed to be – but at the same time, and you're also sort of getting penalized for being a fast guy, so it doesn't make a lot of sense when there's six, eight, ten of you. If all ten of you were fast and you're in the top ten, it could be a hell of a race, right? You don't yeah, have to yeah. be the, you don't have to start tenth. So, uh, Brad Ferry actually had a question in the chat there. Who were your favorite? Who was your favorite driver growing up? And I know you talked about uh, Kevin Gobrecht a little bit after, unfortunately, Gobrecht uh, passed. Did you have someone else you you tended to follow along with? Uh, not as sure. you got late. In sprint car side, not really, honestly, because like around that age, like I
3: watched a lot, and I mean a lot of NASCAR. And uh, my favorite guy was always Jeff Gordon, you know, just my because. man. <laughs> uh, Let's go! Uh, buy the t-shirt. And... <laughs> I'll buy the t-shirt tomorrow morning, buddy. <laughs>
0: Chris, gonna be number your number one fan now.
3: <laughs> yeah. Anything I'm we can all- do to get him out
2: of the JG stuff. So <laughs> oh. no, no, no. Uh-oh. Jordan's a nice guy. Hey, <laughs> I am the- being told in a back channel chat that the Stevie Smith race or Steve Smith race is on next year again for 2023. So uh that um, leads
1: me into a thought I had. Yeah. Cody, you talked about you have uh four to six hopeful four ten races this year. Is that your ultimate goal to go four ten racing at some point down the road? Is that your yeah. vision?
3: Yeah, for sure. Um, like you know, in a perfect world, like uh, like I realize you know I'm I'm kind of old now. I'm 27, so uh, like I'm well, no I'm okay. no, I'm no Shut Cam. I'm no you know any of that. And uh, like if I could get a deal where I could race weekly in a 410, you know, Williams Grove, Lincoln, whatever, like I would be content with that. And that's 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 our goal, and that's my goal is to get to that point. It's um, awesome.
2: So so how, how do you think it's going to go for 2023 with uh a newborn and racing season what, what's the what, what's the wife uh have to say about that well that's one of the
3: bonuses of building the shop at my parents house so we have a building you know babysitter so uh, <laughs> well, uh well uh i think i think it'd be good because you know we do have our dedicated shop notes but uh like we 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 take care of like the schedule. Like, yeah, I'm not here. You know, we do a lot of running because, you know, racing, you're always gone. Like you're always, you know, getting parts or, you know, at the shop or whatever. And that's one of the things that sucks about not having that at your house, but uh, you know, you still got to make time for your family. So.
2: Absolutely. Uh, we'll get you wrapped up here. Tell us a little bit about the sponsors you have. We talked about Brewer, uh, but you know, I, I helped you out with a little project over the winter here and the list is long. So, Tell us who helps out with your with your program.
3: So obviously, uh, Pat Brewer um, with Brewer Home Improvements, uh, Moose Blocks where I work. Uh, you know, Steve, uh, Susan—they are like uh, really big supporters and really helped me out a ton. Uh, Stevie Smith, Smith Ty, uh, same deal, um, helped me out a ton. Uh, then uh, we picked one up last year that was uh, Travis, uh, Travis Lobb with T N N Solutions. You probably know him from running the Red, White, and Blue uh, tow truck at Lincoln uh phenomenal you know guy and great uh, great people and uh you know they helped out a ton with this garage build um you know he came over and did all the x fate and all that stuff and uh so he helped out a ton uh you know we got brandon brandon i went to him now for designs for the last two years and uh he helps me out um her electric uh, uh pretzel boy I'm trying to think here who else do we got uh Appraisal, you know, yep, uh, 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 I'm going to say it's Falcon sons, uh, they, he helped me out, you know, when he, he was one of, you know, Jim's biggest supporters and, uh, he helped me out a ton, you know, he, uh, uh him, uh, hot shocks, uh, big appraisals, you know, all those guys, uh, you know,
2: we still have a big sideboard open, but, uh, you know, we're grateful for the help that we do have. And uh, keep an eye out on Cody's socials. uh, Some of his PR coming out here in the next, I don't know, 30, 45 days, maybe. Uh, Keep an eye out. There'll be some other things coming out for 2023. Some cool, exciting stuff uh, from uh, Addicted to Dirt, right? You're with Rich uh, with Addicted to Dirt. He does some of your PR stuff and got to know Rich pretty well this past season. He does a great job. And, uh, you know, I know he's a big supporter of yours and and does a good job for you.
3: Yeah, for sure. Uh, That was one thing, you know. I reached out to him, I think it was the beginning of last year, and uh I asked him, I said, like my whole goal was, you know, you got all these people that are racing three fifty eights and you know, you got your guys in the four tens, but like I I was trying to make myself stand out from from the rest of the three fifty eight guys and I'm like, you know, what what can I do to do this? And, you know, PR and releases like that was one of the biggest things. You know, Chase does a great job with doing his uh, you know, in the shop videos and stuff like that. But uh uh i think words really helped me you know step up my game and you know help, help you know just get
2: my name out there awesome um guys have anything before like cody out of here Nah, it's
1: just i look forward to seeing your season buddy i it's it, i want to see see how it goes I'm cheering for you
2: thank you <laughs> Yeah, hey, we- man appreciate you having you on um Jimmy, we're going to go ahead. Sorry.
0: No, I just want to thank you for spending some time with us and sitting down and, and coming on and, and chopping it up.
2: And, yeah, for sure. Hey, good luck with fatherhood. Um, greatest time and most difficult and challenging and awesome and frustrating <laughs> and amazing time ever experience. Um, all of that, dude, uh, you're going to be great. I know it. Um, good luck in 2023. And uh, I want to make it a point to let you know when you win, On a Friday or Saturday night, you're going to come back here on a Monday, and I'm going to ask you how many races you won this year, and you get to (laughs) say
1: at least one. Okay. Before we get to that point, we're going to burn out Victory Lane for you.
2: So, yes,
1: absolutely. (laughs) good luck to you. Um,
2: Happy holidays. Good luck to you, and we'll see you down the road, buddy. All righty, thank you guys. Cody, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks, Cody.
0: Thank, thanks, Cody, for joining us. We'll be right back. We're going to take a about two minute break or so. And uh, we'll have Brandon Raymer on when we come back. Don't go away.